It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout as we look ahead to the Fancy Premier League 2023-24 season. My name is Joe and here we will focus on Luton who have incredibly bounced back into the top flight via the National League along the way. But what do we know of the club? Um, well, they were in the top flight until the early 90s, I believe it was. Um, fell down to the National League and this season bounced back to the Premier League. Are they ready? Well, apparently Luton fans have to go through someone's kitchen and garden to get to the ground. And Doris at number 74 is waiting planning permission for a drop curb for the away team's coach. So, yeah, they're getting there. They're getting there. Joining me to discuss Luton in more detail and which players we should consider in FPL is Planet FPL's Luton correspondent, Dan Ashby. Dan, welcome. How are you? Okay, Joe. Uh, looking forward uh, to being on on this podcast, but also looking forward to uh, Luton finally being back in the Premier League. It's it's been a crazy and long ride. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's it. It's because it's not. I mean we were talking a bit before we we were recording because um, uh, I'm a Brighton fan and and we were very close to being what happened to Luton going into the National League, and so I know what it's like. Brighton to be back in the top flight having been in the top flight all the way down all the way back up again very few clubs have that to go right to the foot of the league and in your case going out of the league so I mean what what does it mean for Luton considering the story yeah it's, it's obviously huge not just for the football club but also the the town itself it's, it, over recent years it's had like bad press from not being like the best town around but um just the amount of money the town will get for just having Lewin in the in the Premier League it should make a, a massive difference um I'm sure we'll get onto it but Lewin are actually planning on building a ground uh, in the next two or three years um so it just just with that it's also um it's like a massive site which will help the town as well so yeah, 
like you said, it's been a long journey, but it's it's good for the town and for the club to finally be back in the top league. So, I mean, I was just thinking because of the for the first match back, so traditionally the first match back for a promoted side, it's quite an occasion um, um, because, I mean, there's so much excitement. So I'm expecting the, the fans to be excited. Um, so, I mean, also it means that they have a slightly better chance of perhaps winning or, or, or drawing rather than losing. Um, so are you are you quite optimistic about the opening game? Um, I'd rather it have been at home. Mm. Um, as you sort of alluded to, that because of the way our ground is, it's completely different to, well, anyone in, in the division. So I think that we've seen in maybe the last few years with Forrest and Brentford, um, that home form is going to be key. And I think if Lewin have any chance of staying up, it's going to mainly be down to our home form. And I'm not sure too many of the so-called superstars are going to be ready for what what, what it's like at Kenilworth Road. Okay. Um, well, I mean, let's have a look at... I mean, while you we're chatting, I'm just going to put a picture up of, of the formation um, uh, or sort of as, as, it, as it is. Um, and uh, that is, uh, is a 3-5-2. Um, and so you've got Adebayo and Morris up front, um, and yeah. you've got these wing backs in uh, in Drama. And now, is it is it, is it Doty? Do I pronounce it? Uh, it's Doughty, I Doughty. think. Okay, Doughty. So I've got to be. I've yeah, got, yeah, these are going to be new players to us all. You see, so I'm coming at this yeah. new. Um, and so you've got those wing backs there. Um, so I mean, what what sort of style do Luton play? What can FPL managers expect? It's it's direct, uh, high pressing. So a lot of people probably watched um, the playoffs, I'm guessing, because a lot of people just are more entertained with yeah. when it comes to the playoffs. And we were very direct, especially in the semi-finals against Sunderland. Um, that was mainly due to Sunderland had like no centre backs over like five foot ten or something. So it was it was obviously a key strength of us to go long because Morris and Adebayo are both six over six foot I think Morris might just be six foot mm-hmm. um but we'll sort of play into them it won't always be head high we can mm-hmm. uh play into their feet or chest they're quite good holding the ball um if you watch the the playoff final um the pass down the line for Adebayo who can He's quite good at running the channels, even though he's six foot three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll sort of go long, but then we've got good energy in centre mid and our win backs to sort okay. of push push forward to try and pick up the second balls. And especially at home, it, we can make, we'll use that to our advantage to get the crowd going. So it, it can be quite difficult at times for teams to get out. Obviously, it might be completely different in the Premier League. Yeah, but... I mean, I was going to, I was going to ask yeah. that. I mean, because you see that with some teams. Um, I mean, I remember. I mean, for example, Sheffield United. Um, I think Blackpool did it as well. They they stick to their guns. This is how we play. I mean, Leeds famously under Bielsa. This is how we play in the Championship. Yeah. This is how we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep attacking. Um, you know, and and if we can see, we're just going to try and score more. Um, but then other teams and other managers try to adapt. Um, and try to, to well, hang on a minute. These these strikers were up against a better 
Um, what, what's your what's your feeling with Luton? Are they going to sort of stick to stick to their guns, stick to their style, attacking powerful style, or sort of drop deep yeah. and hope they can nick a one nil? No, we won't intentionally drop deep. We, we also do engage, so we'll we'll press not a full press, but we will press like you say on halfway. Um, we're, we're quite good at pressing. We'll, so the trigger will be the the forwards, and then at times the wing backs do will press the full backs and things like that. It can be quite an aggressive press, man on man press. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll sit okay. back um, intentionally. We might be forced back though with with some of the uh, world class players we'll be playing against. And and the the three five two formation that's really well established at Luton. It was something that Nathan Jones yeah. adopted. He was previous manager. Yeah. Rob Edwards had that at his previous club with Forest Green, um, and yeah. and he's sticking with that Luton. So there's there's no chance of it suddenly changing. No, there, there might be like a sort of at, at times maybe in in midfield. Uh, sometimes we sort of play a DM with two eights. Mm-hmm. Or, or at times we could maybe play a 10 um, and maybe we might play two DMs this year um, but I can't see us dramatically changing from that okay. uh, our squad's not built to play wingers or anything like that we've we've sort of recruited to play that formation okay. for definitely two years now right yeah okay um and of, of some of these established players here that you've obviously got some on loan as well so we'll look at some of the players in detail yeah. in a bit but um um out, out of the players that are on, on the the that we've got in our screen which is morris you've got adabaya uh doughty clark um, and panzu uh nakamba uh drama and then bell lockyer uh, a show i think he is pronounced at uh in defense oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Horvath um, in goal. Um, out of all of those, um, who, who's on loan? Who's 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 who do we wave goodbye to and don't care about? Yeah. If we're looking for a loan player. Okay. So we had three players on loan. They mm. were the goalie Horvath. Um, we do have an option to buy, but it looks like we're, we're not going to take that up. We've been linked with five or six goalies, so. Okay. I think we'll at least sign one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, Drame was on loan from Leeds, right, uh, right wing back. Um, he's in his last year at Leeds, but with them going down, he, he might have more opportunity to pa- play. Um, right, yeah. Also, Burnley are after him as well, so okay. we might not get him back. And Nakamba, I'd probably say, is the most likely to come back. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it looks like Villa... Um, have basically said he, he's free to go in the summer so I'm guessing it's all, all about if we can agree the transfer okay. fee and <clears throat> I'd like Nakamba to come back because although he's not great on the ball I don't think we'll we'll have a lot, mm. lot of the ball so right, we yeah. need to try and win it back as, as best as possible okay. um, at the minute we do have a few players out of contract but I'm guessing they will sign Lockyer's out contract mm. Bell and uh, Peli Radican Pans are out of contracts. It's not been confirmed they're signed, but I'll be amazed if they don't sign them, to be honest. 
Okay. Um, and just a reminder to everyone who's watching and listening, um, we've got um, three articles on site. I'll put links in um, to the to the uh, to the video and podcast to them, um, looking at the sort of overall style and then focusing on attackers and defenders. And that's where um, I'm getting my limited knowledge of Luton from. And uh, Dan is filling those blanks for me, uh, which is great. And hopefully yourselves as well. Also, do remember to press that like button uh, if you enjoy what you're watching, and do uh, remember to subscribe so you can keep up to date with all our videos and podcasts as well um one question i'd like to know is um i do the team news video every week with uh, neil so we look at the press conferences some managers um mentioning no names nottingham forest uh, manager um sometimes they're they can be a bit you know liberal with the truth um they can not really reveal stuff i think i think some leeds press conferences this year not revealing much some just tell us your first <laughs> first 11 and then that's it but so, what kind of manager is Edwards? What can we expect as FPL managers on a Friday? So, um, since he's come in, he he's pretty much had a, a settled eleven. Like he, he he hasn't rotated overly much. Um, and when you think consider how many games have been in in the championship, there's a lot more Saturday, Tuesday, and he would basically just pick this pick the same eleven. There has been a couple of times where. Um, and like we've had an injury and it's like 50-50 if a player will play and he's just not told you one either way okay. so um, we, we we thought Pelly Ruddock had a serious long-term injury mm-hmm. and uh, it was before the Watford game and um, the journalists asked Edwards mm-hmm. uh, if Pelly Ruddock would be back and uh, he smiled and said, yeah, it's good news. He'll be back before the end of the season. And um, he played the Watford game. So, right. okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, like I said, he, you might not get key decisions, mm-hmm. but you might. It, I think it'll be quite obvious that the, the lineup. Okay. I, I guess that's because of the, the squad as well. So you've got um, a squad. Um, we mentioned the, the players leaving. Um, and we'll talk about those staying in a bit. But who? I mean, I, I mean, you've probably been keeping um, up to date with the local press rumours. Um, what what rumours are there um, in terms of you know, players they're in for? Yeah, I'm not sure how many of the players um, Premier League fans will know. We, the main link we've had is uh, Asmir Begovic, the goalie. Okay, uh, he got released by Everton, and it sounds like he he wants wants to go and play football. So. I think that'd be a, a shrewd bit of business. I know I know he's thirty five, but he, he's a goalie. We we do need to try and get some Premier League experience, and it's going to be very hard on our budget to, because we're not going to. I know we've got this massive sum, but a lot of it's going to go towards the new stadium and and things like that. So we're not going to completely smash our wage structure and do something like Forest. We're going to try and recruit. Um, sensibly, so Begovic has been the main one. A, a lot of the players we've been after are like top end championship players. Where I think it, it'll be more of a long term view that if we go down, we we've got the chance of bouncing back up. Okay, um, let's have a look. Oh, sorry, I was going to. I'm just going to look at your. You mentioned home and away earlier, um, and that's going to be key. Uh, often is in FPL with promoted size. Is do we go? Um, traditionally back them at home because away they're going to get trounced um, 
just before I put the figures up, uh, what, what's your feeling this season? Do, are you going to be annihilated away and do okay at home? What's what's the feeling? Um, we will get hammered a few times. I'm pretty sure of it, just, just because, the, especially with by the the top lot. Um, I'd like to think that we that that's mainly away from home at mm. home because of how different our stadium is. I, I think we'll be surprisingly competitive and I wouldn't be surprised if we, we do make a few shocks against the top lot just because they, they won't be used to the atmosphere and the surroundings. Um, since we got into the championship, we were very good at winning one nil away from home. So I wonder against maybe teams who will probably be fighting relegation, we might get the odd one nil away okay. or, or something like that. But we're not going to, we're not going to come up and hammer teams. If we win games, it'll be by a low margin two one or, or one nil, something like that. Okay. I mean, judging by, um, I've got the, the home and away stats from the championship. Last thing, it's, it's pretty even yeah. split. Um, you know, one yeah. 10 at home, one eleven away. Um, drawn nine at home, drawn eight away, uh, lost four each, home and away. Um, and uh, in terms of goals scored, thirty-one um, at home, twenty-six away, and then um, goals goals conceded, twenty-one um, um, uh, away at home. Sorry, twenty-one at home, and then uh, eighteen away. So it's pretty pretty even. So it's hard to, it's hard to judge. You would I suppose you would assume that you know facing Salah on his home turf, facing. Um, you know, Haaland um, on his home turf, you're going to, that's a different type of attacker that you're, yeah. you've been used to for the last, well, couple of decades or more. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think uh, also one thing to point out about the home and away from last year. Uh, at the start of last season, we, we struggled at home. And okay. the, the main reason were uh, more teams were paying us more respect. So um, they were coming and sitting back. Um because obviously the, the season before we'd, we'd got to the playoffs. So I think what we, especially at the start, we struggled with breaking teams down. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it, I think if you looked at um, when after Edwards came in, I, I'd probably say we were better at home. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we will be a lot better at home than we will be away, I think. Okay. Um, before we look at the defenders, um, I've got some stats here. Once again, this is from the article um, that's on Fancy Football Scout about sort of where Luton w was in terms of other championship sides as well. They were they were second in terms of clean sheets overall, um, second in terms of goals conceded, actually the best in terms of shots on target conceded. And that is a good stat that might um, appeal to those looking for a cheap defender. Um, from Luton there um, they were first in terms of goals conceded from open play um, it dips down to seven when it goes seventh when it comes to conceded set plays and penalties um, and they were second in terms of expected goals conceded these are great stats um, let's move on to defenders because those stats tell me that in um, obviously when they're not playing Man City the likes of Man City when they're playing sort of other teams perhaps in the same neck of the woods where they are in the Premier League they could be nicking some clean sheets here. Um, so let's have a look at their defenders. Um, I mean, who would you, just just off the bat, out of all of their defenders, which ones would you go for? So that could be their wing-backs, it could be their centre-backs. Which, which ones do you think FPL managers should go for? Yeah, so uh, the two, I think there's probably two standout ones. The, the first one is uh, Alfie Doughty, our, our left wing-back. Mm -hmm. He did. He was on some set pieces because he's left footed, so mm -hmm. he sort of t takes okay. uh, a share of them. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got good delivery, and he he's quite good at attacking going forward. Um, I think he got numerous assists, a couple of goals, um, and he 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 missed the first two or three months of the season ah. as well. So, so he probably would have probably got more. And the the second one is uh, Tom Lockyer. Obviously, mm -hmm. if he, he stays which i think he will mm -hmm. he, he'll be a goal threat from set pieces he okay. just, he's just like a um old-fashioned center back who just loves Great. getting his head on on things whether okay. it's defending or or corners or set pieces in the opposing box so those are the probably the two okay, okay. i mean some of the stats there so uh, lockyer had 42 starts uh, no sub appearances so nailed as you like um, he scored four goals, totally backs up what you were saying there. And he's got an assist as well. He's exactly the kind of player I like in FPL. Um, uh, and Doughty, uh, Doughty rather, um, 28 starts, three sub appearances. That indicates what you were saying about that he was out for yeah. part of the season. Um, there two goals, five assists, not too shabby um, for a wing back. Um, so it, that indicates we're going to get some returns from those two there. Um, there's some other players, um, Osho, uh, Reese Burke, um and uh, uh see uh, cody Dra drama was Dra Dra drama there uh is sorry is drama you, you think did you mention that he was on loan or is he going to be yeah he's on loan so right. i'm not 100 percent sure okay. if he if if not we'll we'll definitely need a right wing back so okay. it'll, it'll be someone someone similar okay uh osho um was first choice towards the end of last season but i'm I'm not convinced that okay. that spot between him and burke is mm. nailed at the minute rightio so yeah he had 20 25 starts five sub appearances but three goals so that indicates that if he can be in the team we could be looking i mean my assumption is that all of the players we've mentioned are going to be 4.5 uh, i think there's yeah. just going to be a blanket 4.5 promoted side um and it looks like like doughty and lockyer are going to be the ones 
that could edge up in price and could be could be could get some returns yeah. for us. Okay, um, we've got I mentioned here uh, James Bree, Sonny Bradley. Were they they on loan as well? Is that why they're asterisked on my screen? Uh, so James Bree um, was right back at the start of the season. He he got a move to Southampton. Ah, right. uh, he, he he was the best right back in the league. He was on set pieces and everything. But, okay. And Sonny Bradley's um, been released, so he right. he definitely won't be there next okay. season. Right, yeah, we don't have to worry about them then. Okay, we've got some good names there. Um, and I think that's where people will be looking, um, especially there's going to be a lot of price rises. We had a video and a podcast on that. Um, predict to try and predict some of those price rises and you know it's fairly evident like so Haaland are going to go up we're going to need to we're going to need to save some money um, and uh, um, Doughty and Lockyer could be the ones there um, let's have a look at their attackers though so this is another area I like I, I like a good third striker I like a good cheap striker um, so um, Adebayo and Morris are their two strikers. You don't see that changing at all, or are they possibly going in for another striker? I mean, are they are they pretty nailed? So, so they were pretty nailed uh, last year. We we had Corley Woodrow um, third choice, uh, but he was injured quite a lot throughout the season. And then we had young Joe Taylor, who was brought in in January, who. I'm guessing we'll probably get loaned out for game time. So I, I would say we'd, we would probably bring in another striker. Okay. But it would still be this sort of two up front. And the, the, looking at the goals um, with Morris with 20 with, across his uh, 44 starts, three as a sub, um, and Adebo with 42 starts, three as a sub. So similar, similarly nailed, um, eight, just the eight goals. Um, and five assists and Morris got seven assists there um yeah so how does that work is is is, is Adabo like a, a bit further behind why, why is Morris getting 20 goals he was just better at finishing I think right. okay. if you look at I think if you look at xg they they had pretty similar mm-hmm. uh stats it was just Morris was a better finisher he's um Left foot, right foot, very strong, mm. good in the air. So he can score a wide range of, of shots, whereas uh, Adebayo just okay. struggled in front of goal throughout the season, but offers quite a lot for the whole team as well. Um, so he, he could do well in front of goal next year, Adebayo. He's a, bit, he's a bit raw. We signed him a couple of years ago from Walsall, so he's mm-hmm. still probably catching up okay but he probably has a higher potential right. than morris okay so going into the campaign um because luton's luton's fixtures are, are not too bad actually at the start um if we're looking for sort of a cheaper striker morris there what do you think he's going to be like a 5.5 million or something in fpl yeah 5.5 or 6 probably okay. 5.5 okay. i'm guessing under bear will be right. probably be 0.5 less yeah. okay and morris on penalties well, we're not really sure. It's okay. Basically, Adebayo was first choice. We we only had four penalties last year. Yeah. Um, Adebayo scored a missed one. Woodrow, who I think is the best penalty taker mm-hmm. at the club, mm-hmm. doesn't normally start, but even he missed. Yeah. And then Morris took the last penalty of the season, scored, but it it was. 
basically we, we we were already guaranteed a playoff place and it was for his 20th goal. So we, mm-hmm. we don't know if Adebayo just gave him the ball to get his 20th goal. So, Ooh, okay. Oh, no, that Adebayo's, Adebayo's not great at penalties either. Okay. His record's terrible. So. so in terms of penalties, because once again, I mean, in terms of FPL, if you're going to get a team like this, yeah. the, the so-called like non-top six sides, do to, I don't know why this is. Um, who tend to struggle to earn penalties? Um, I've seen that a number of times. So they might not get enough many penalties, but when they do, you want to have that penalty taker. Um, yeah. But so what you're saying is their penalty takers probably the guy who's not very good on penalties. Their main yeah. goal scorer possibly isn't on penalties, um, and he's possibly only given it to to, to make up the, the his his goal tally to get twenty goals. And their best yeah. penalty taker. Paulie Woodrow, it doesn't get games, and so he only have five yeah. starts. Um, okay, that's just, that's that's clear for us all. <laughs> um, yeah, at... I, th- I think we're just, yeah. I think we're just going to have to wait and see until we get the first penalty. To be honest. Okay, okay. Well, um, that sort of lowers. So, in terms of me as a as a neutral FPL manager, um, looking at looking at getting loot. So, I'm I'm more veering towards those that um, wing back uh, or possibly Lockyer. For the goal threat and in defence, and it's sort of putting me off. It's putting me off their attack slightly, but perhaps in midfield. So we're looking in FPL managers for a promoted side. We're looking sort of for those four point five million midfields, but also you know those are five five point five to emerge, and they can often do. Um, so I mean, in my list here, we've got uh, Jordan Clark, we've got Alan Campbell, um, Apanzu, um, Berry, uh, Woodrow, um, and Woodrow's more of a forward, uh, but, uh, Luke Freeman, and, and there's a whole bunch of players that I presume would be off, off on loan, um, or were on loan rather, like Nakamba and Henry, and Henry Lansbury as well. Um, Harry Connick, not, not the singer, I presume, um, the midfielder. And, um, uh, so yeah, have all of those players that are likely to, to be in the 11, um, midfielders, which, which ones would be the best to go for? To be honest, we didn't score a lot of goals from okay. our centre mid positions. To be honest, um, Jordan Clark's probably the, the best okay. out, out of those options, but he's he's not he's not like a regular goal scorer yeah. really, or okay. or, like, or assists. Most of our play assists will come from our wing backs or right. okay. Morris or Adebayo will. will score and assist each other so it's uh, yeah unless we we sign like a a more creative midfielder Mm -hmm. then i'm not sure any of the midfielders are going to be options maybe if like there's a 4.5 and he's playing then maybe but i i'm not sure there's going to be too many options in midfield Okay, so yeah, Clark got got three goals, four assists. I think you mentioned that. Um, uh, Alan Campbell, three goals, two assists. These are not great uh, attacking stats for um, for the Championship, let, let alone for the Premier League. Um, and um, and then um, uh, Panzu, uh, three goals, one assist. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not looking um, overly good there. Um, I've got another um, table I'll put up on the screen. Um, now, just looking at minutes per shot in the penalty area. Um, and so that's going to include, obviously, penalties as well. Um, and minutes per shot in the six-yard box as well. Um, 
and uh, in terms of minutes per shot. And it ba basically, this is looking at the underlying stats. So forget what they actually did. This is what they perhaps could have done. And um, it's underlying Corley Woodrow. Again, minutes per shot every 23.2 minutes. Uh, minutes per shot in the penalty area be 35.3. I mean, that's the best out of them all. Um, but you, you think he's not going to start? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these stats. I'm, I'm enjoying the stats. But would I, he's not going to play, is he? He's, he's a rotation option. I think he does so well because he he normally comes on as a oh. sub, and then maybe if the game's a bit more stretched, he'll have okay. two or three chances. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'd be really surprised if he got ahead of Adebayo and Morris. Okay, um, yeah. So Morris, there minutes per shot every twenty nine point five minutes. So still pretty good um, there. Um, a minutes per shot in the penalty area every forty four point seven. Uh, minutes, uh, which is still pretty good, which is the second best there uh, behind Woodrow. Um, I mean, the other ones here, I mean, yeah, I mean, this just underlines really what you were saying. Uh, George Clark, minutes per shot every 53 minutes, uh, minutes per shot in the penalty area every 112. Um, uh, and then Adebayo is, I mean, he, he's interesting. I mean, it's what, what interests me is what you were saying about he's got potential, but he's still quite raw so i mean could he could he be the one that becomes i wouldn't say premier league star but that luton's best like emerges as luton's but will he kick on yeah I, it, it was quite interesting because he was the main man before morris signed last year and he mm. got um over double figures um but he he just got injured towards the end of uh the season before last and mm. he sort of had a slow start so like I wonder if he has like a good pre-season and he starts the season well whether he, he kicks on and maybe outperforms Morris but like I said Morris at the, this moment in time is just an all-round better, better striker okay Right, yeah. I mean, just going back as well to sort of players that might might join um, strengthens. This is I'll just read out a little bit um, that uh, we got from uh, uh, the article on Fantasy Football Scout, um, saying um, it says here looking at Luton's list of record purchases, surreal experience that's far um, away from Championship level. Never mind the Premier League. Only twice have they ever spent over one million on a player. Doing so for Morris and former goalkeeper Simon Sluger Slugger. Um, great name. Um, it, it's a top 10 list that contains several names from the 1990s and even the 1980s. That will be Steve Fozzy Foster from Brighton who came in. Um, <laughs> who's probably, I, I can't believe Steve Foster's still the record signing. Um, but um, so it says here, therefore Edwards has a difficult chance in balancing this winning formula. Um, so yeah, the, the, the chairman's going to love this. I mean, getting into Premier League on the back of that. Um, and so it doesn't look like it's going to be a Nottingham Forest like overhaul. Um, that under, underlines what you were you were saying there. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't believe that they're going to go into the Premier League without spending and not spend more than a million on any player. No, I think what it what we'll do is um, we'll probably spend twenty to thirty million. I'm I'm guessing, okay. but it, it'll be more of a, a long term plan for us. Yeah. Okay. So, but we're being realistic. We probably didn't expect to be in in the Premier League until our stadium was brought uh, was built. So we're we're probably ahead of time. So I think we'll use a 
majority of the money to help fund our stadium more. So long term, it'll it'll keep us at the top of the championship, bottom right. of the Premier League. Okay. So, so th- sort of kicking on to the next stage. So the next stage club would be a sort of, I mean, I mentioned West Brom, but it's that sort of tight team that occasionally gets into the top flight, then goes down, but occasionally stays in there. It's, that's that, that would be the next level for Luton rather than being an established Premier League club. But basically, do you expect to go down? <laughs> well, it, look, let's be honest, Joe. Yeah. I think we'll be bottom six and I think it will... It'll depend how good we are at home. Yeah. Be- because our style of play will be different to most, well, probably all the all the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be, can we cause enough problems where we can stay up? I think we'd be bottom six, but okay. I think we'll cause, cause a lot of problems, I think. Okay, um, I mean, we'll, we're going to focus on, on Burnley and Sheffield United as well in, in future videos and podcasts and also articles on the site as well um from uh, when you i mean you, you you're you're a season ticket holder you go to pretty much pretty much every game um for as much so as i go can. to all, all all the home games um and i try and watch the away games yeah um as much as possible okay. so yeah i've got so, quite a good knowledge of so- of the the championship over the last couple of years so in terms of sort of where you sit with because um, part of the, the the chat about whether you are actually going to stay up or or go down yeah. um, is going to rely on on sort of the, the rivals to to stay up, and that will be the promoted sides amongst them as well. Pro- possibly yeah. Ever- the likes of Everton as well. I mean, they they've been due a drop for a number of years, um, so it could be. I mean, Burnley or Sheffield United. All I'm hearing is that Burnley were amazing in the championship. You know, you also do a um, a podcast for around the Gaffer game as well yeah. as as you work on Planet FPL. Um, so you you're you're embedded in the championship. What? How does Luton compare to Burnley? Uh, a, a Burnley save and also the same for Sheffield United. So um, Burnley were were miles clear one of the best sides we've ever seen in the championship. I I think the biggest question is, can they play their open style of play in in the Premier League? I think they will. If I was, I would say they're going to be closer to mid-table than they will be the bottom six, uh, bottom relegated. Um, And Sheffield United, I think they'll be bottom six. And I think... Whereas Luton might have a bit of an advantage over them is that because they're trying to get taken over, it mm-hmm. might uh, hinder them with um, how quick they sign players and contract extensions and things like that. So I think Luton and Sheffield and I will be bottom six. And then it'll, if Luton stay up, we've just got to hopefully drag a couple more in. Yeah, I think that... Well, definitely. I mean, what's your? Um, I mean, for those for those um, um, you know watching and listening, you know, outside of the UK, um, you know, Luton sort of bang in the middle, <laughs> north north of London, and not quite the Midlands. It's sort of in that bit of the, of the country. Yeah. But who who would be? Who are your nearest rivals? Um, um, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming none in the Premier League. Uh, no. So our, our derby is Watford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite a heated derby, and obviously we haven't played each other quite mm. quite 
a lot uh, recently. Um, so that there won't be too many so-called derbies, mm. but um, it's, it's quite nice having a lot of London teams mm. for, for the away fans. And yeah. it, as you mentioned, uh, it's quite easy to get to Brighton as well. Yeah. On, on D- the down on the, train, down so. on the Thames link. <laughs> Nice, yeah. and, nice and easy end of the line. I've always seen. See, I've never been to Luton, um, and perhaps I should have done because it's it, it's the one at the end of the line <laughs> that I never get to. Yeah. If you go to London, if you keep going, you get to like Bedford and Luton. Um, but for you though, you you live just on the outskirts of Luton. We've mentioned about what it means to the town, but what's it mean for you? I don't know when when you first started watching, going to the games, um, and what what does it mean for you that they're now in the Premier League? So I um, obviously got taken when I, I was six or seven, so probably mid-90s. Okay. Uh, so after the the Premier League started, and mm-hmm. which we voted on, but obviously um, we got relegated the year before yeah. it got um, got brought in. So, um, yes, it's just been a really mad up and down um it's probably been the the craziest teams to support with relegations and promotions. And we obviously had the infamous minus 30, which um, was the main reason why we, we got relegated into non-league. Yeah. What what was was that for? Was it to do with financial? Yeah. So we went into administration, but because we went into administration twice in so long, they, they basically, hit us with a massive point deduction which was 20 and then we got another 10 through like transfer irregularities which has since happened to other clubs but they haven't got minus 10 points so um it's a sore point between the fa and lewin and it like if if any of you get get a chance to go there's a, a massive flag in in the luton air uh, stadium basically ha- has like a day and basically says um yeah not some nice words about okay. the fa so well, i won't yeah. say it but okay no that's it that's yeah. interesting because because i think for um you know for fpl managers we you know all the players that we mentioned you know what to do there but it also helps the sort of ethos of the town as well as getting that sort of feel of it and those sorts of um, you know, uh, likes and resentments and all those sorts of things in the in the within the history. And so, yeah, being yeah. docked thirty points to go out of the league that is, you know, it's a cruel blow to the fans uh, yeah. when it's sort of aimed at the club. But it's the fans that that that, that suffer for that. Um, I know a lot of people will be uh, have been watching on uh, the Disney Channel the documentary about Wrexham, uh, obviously with their Hollywood yeah. um, owners, but. Um, they've been watching just how tough it is to get out of the national league. Um, so yeah. you saw them when they were in the, the national league and yeah. yeah. So how tough we was spent that? Five, yeah. we, we spent five years wow. in, in the national league. Um, and it, it was harder for us because of the reasons why we got relegated. We didn't get relegated for on field. Um, mm. Yeah. We were relegated because of minus points. Yeah. So um, we had three years um, before that we actually we had the first three years where we got to the playoffs we got to two playoff finals one we lost on um penalties the second one we lost by a goal that was two yards offside um and then 
the fourth season we didn't get in the playoffs and then you're starting to wonder wow we could be down here yeah. as you mentioned Wrexham took 15 mm. years and we, yeah funnily enough we we beat them two times in the playoffs to get to the to the finals mm. so um yeah every, every, everyone mentions the uh Wrexham story mm. well it's happened and it, it's yeah. Luton Town, but it's just not, yeah. it's not being filmed. Yeah, we haven't got the Hollywood uh, owners, but if you did, but it is, it's, I, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a captivating story. Any, any story of a, a, you know, an underdog side, you know, being, you know, being hammered, the town has been hammered, the club's been hammered, and then to, 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 you know, come through it all. And that's what, 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 what attracts people to that Wrexham story, but arguably, as you said, it's the Luton story is much more captivating. It's a huge yo-yo. I mean, going from the top to the very bottom, the top, and I think I think that's what we as FPL managers need to focus on when we're looking at the side, when we're looking at those fans. This is what's going through their head. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's why. Yeah, so sorry, Joe. To interrupt. Yeah. Uh, that that's why I why I think um, our home form. Could be vital because it although it's a really small stadium it's old school when it, it's yeah. it's not the atmosphere is can be quite fierce and hostile um the player the fans are so close to the pit they can touch the players if they want to um it's it's not going to be nice for opposing fans so uh no yeah, I'm. I'm looking for, okay. forward to seeing how how the superstars deal looking, with. Looking um, forward to touching the superstars, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, it. Look, it. We might come up. This might be our only season. We might go down, or we stay up. And then you you mentioned about maybe becoming a consistent mm. Premier League. So all we've got to do is look at Brentford, look at Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, our recruitment has been very similar mm. um, to to you guys um, using data. Yeah. So it's just whether we'll be able to close the gap because our resources is so small. Whether there's just too big of a gap for us to stay up. So long term, it's going to be massive. Like I said, with the stadium being built, mm-hmm. so it might be a case we go down. We we have to then build the stadium and then we'll be back up. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this okay. year. Well, whatever good, happens. Well, well, good luck. Um, uh, good luck to Luton. Uh, as I said, as, as a Brighton fan, uh, I know exactly what's going through your heads, watching your team there yeah. and, you know, the, with the history going on. And um, uh, it sounds like as FBL managers, we do have quite a few names to consider, particularly those wing backs. And we'll be looking to see, uh, which striker uh, emerges on penalties uh, or as, as the best goalkeeper. Um, just a reminder to everyone, again, do press that like button if you enjoyed our content and do subscribe so you can keep up to date with everything. And do have a look at those articles on site. You can, uh, I'll, I'll link them, uh, and, but also do uh, just search for Luton, search for promoted size. We've got, we'll have lots on pre-season and Luton's pre-season. Uh, as well so um, lots going on there um, Dan thanks so much for joining me is there anything fi- finally you wanted to add before we go uh, yeah I'll, I'm going to plug myself here Joe okay. um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter at Dan Luke Ashby as Joe okay. mentioned I am uh, Planet FPL's correspondent this year and also um, I know a lot of you will be Premier League but the championship's going to be as crazy as ever so uh if you want to play the championship version of FPLs, 
that's gaffer and i'm part of a podcast so follow that at, at efl fantasy okay uh, thanks very much for having me joe great stuff thanks so thanks so much for joining me thanks so much for educating me um further about about luton and uh, looking forward to bringing in one or two of their players during the season uh, thanks for your time dan see you soon thanks joe